0: Let's wave those Bibles around. Let's uh, let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm glad to be here on Sunday night. I have ears to hear what the Spirit wants to share with me tonight, and I'll be a doer of the word, not just a hearer, in Jesus' name, amen. Be seated and turn your Bibles to, first of all, Isaiah 55 and Jeremiah. Isaiah and Jeremiah, they're pretty close together. Well, Isaiah 55, we'll start with that first. These are familiar verses, probably. We've been looking at uh, these this year. Verse uh, 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. And then Jeremiah chapter one, Verse 12. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. Another version says, I will watch over my word to perform it. And I like the uh, Moffat's translation. Uh, I will be wakeful over my word to perform it. Amen. Amen. And so tonight, I wanted to share just a simple message entitled, Sending the Word. Sending the Word. You know, we send texts, we send emails, we even send letters from time to time. And um, you know, it's good to send the word. You know, back in uh, December of 03, we were had this building under construction. December of 03, God spoke to me when I went away to pray and he said, there's a dearth of the word. And uh, dearth is an Old Testament word, means famine. It means scarcity. And I said, Lord, how, how is it? I mean, I, you're speaking to me. I, I'm, I know you're saying what you're saying is true, but show me how, because there's more churches than ever before, and I mean, the word's going forth, and uh, how, could there be a, how could there be a dearth of the word? He said, your children don't know what you know. And uh, I think we we are seeing that uh, the next generations past us, I mean, we've had a degradation, or degrading, I should say, a degrading uh, of, dis, uh, of information and an increase in deception. Uh, and, uh, you know, things that you take for granted that you know, your kids don't really necessarily know it. And so, uh, and then... Uh, <clears throat> And uh, July of 2004, Oral Roberts had a visitation from God. And part of that visitation, God gave him. And, of course, I went the next January, got the DVD out on the, uh, in the media center. But uh, I interviewed him. And the, the Lord told him there's a wasting of power, a wasting of power in the church. And, uh, and so... Um, What a waste to fail to send the word. (laughs) I mean, you know, when we don't send the word, then we take its ability to change things out of the way. It will accomplish, the word in your mouth will accomplish what you please the same way that the word in God's mouth will accomplish what he pleases. And so uh, let's send the word. So in Isaiah 55, God sends his word. God creates or changes by sending the word. It's both seed and water. Think about that. It's like snow, but it's like, but it's like seed and water. So once you send the word, then you can send it again. And now you're watered what you sent. And uh, it won't come, come back void. That's what the Bible says. It won't come back void, but it won't come back empty handed, in other words. Everybody say the word that I'm sending won't come back to me empty-handed. There's so many ways to talk about what we can have, what we say. You know, we, we sang that song, the like second new song is tonight. And this is just a little, little different way of using different verses uh, to say the same thing. These verses are all through the Bible. They're not just in Mark 11:23. <laughs> you know, God has what he says because he sent his word. And his word is Supernatural. You know, the the reason I'm preaching this is because, you know, God's been talking to me a little bit. He says, you know, let my word do the work. Sometimes we just get so, and I know we have a part to play. I know that we have to do, we we have to add action. We have an action item to do with our faith. But if we don't send the word, the word is what really does the work. The word is what really moves that mountain. When we I mean when we keep our mouth shut, that mountain ain't going nowhere. It's gotta we've got we have got gotta send the word. Amen. His word does the work that he sent it to do. So the word will do the work that you send it to do. Is is there something in your life that, that you need moved? Is there something you not in your life that you need changed? Is there something well then you need to send the word to it. You need to send a quick text. To your body and tell it shape up quit giving into pain quit you know i've been sending some emails to my left hand my left hand has been giving me a little you know difficulty and and uh, so i just i've been just reminding it that it's healed in jesus name i sent the word to it of healing and now i just i send the word to water that word and then of course i praise god I mean everybody, you know, you you can give, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. You can give in to a little thing, it's not a big deal. I mean, if I had to live the rest of my life with what this little thing is going on in my left hand, I mean, I could do it, but I'm not willing because Jesus paid for this thing to be completely normal. And I'm not willing for it not to be normal. Are you with me now? So, it you know it's really vital right now especially for us we're how many of you are word people so you know so let's <laughs> let's, uh, let's remember to send the word uh, and i was in james here recently and now i moved over into first and second peter but let's turn over to james because of the power of words in our mouth james chapter 3 verse 5 I like James. You know, James is a little salty. You know, he <laughs> he was not a he was not an early adopter of Jesus. I mean, he's Jesus' brother, and he didn't believe in Jesus for a long time, and so he was kind of late to the party, <laughs> and so uh, he kind of got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, you read that book. I mean, he's you 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 know, <laughs> and he was the head of the church in Jerusalem. So those those saints in Jerusalem. I mean, he's the pastor of the church. In Jerusalem. So he says here, uh, verse 5 Even so the tongue is a little member, it's a little, it's little, tongue is little, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. So he's coming at it from a negative side, you know. It's, you know, we could, we could come at it from the positive side, you know, but he comes at it from the negative side. In other words, he's saying, words can be just a little kindling that'll burn a whole forest down. I mean, it basically, he's saying, you know, you're, you can burn your life down with your words. You say the wrong thing, you're not sending the right words to, to your life. Next thing you know, your life is on fire. <laughs> That's what the NLT says in verse 6, that set our whole life on fire. But the positive side is just those few words spoken by the mouth and believed in the heart can be life. Proverbs 18:21. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. See, it's a little, so yes, uh, life and death. See, don't, don't, you know, James, don't forget about the life side. You know, we, we also have life in our tongue. We can speak life. Amen. What's wrong with the world? They don't know this principle, and so they're constantly speaking death. Yeah. The world is programmed negatively anyway. I mean, you know, if, if by some miracle, that they could go to heaven without being born again, if they could go to heaven just like they are, they wouldn't like it. And they would tear heaven apart. They'd find something wrong with it. Oh, this, this crystal river's too cold. Oh, this gold street, it's just, it's shining too bright. It's making my eye, giving me a headache. I mean, they, it's just negative. They wouldn't like it. What's necessary? They need to be born again. They they, they, need a reset. Brand new creation. And so, you know, but we don't have that in our brain tissue. Our brain tissue is just like the world, so that's why we've got to reprogram our thinking and our mind. Are you with me now? The positive side is that our words can be life and they won't come back empty handed. They accomplish what we please. And you know, in Hebrews chapter 3, let's turn over there. Let's, in all of this, let's remember who Jesus is. Jesus is the Word, but Jesus is also our high priest. We were preaching on this not long ago. And it says here, wherefore, holy brethren, Hebrews 3, 1, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession Christ Jesus. So in other words, when we're sending the word, when we're speaking what we speak to our body, to our circumstance, consider the high priest of what we're speaking. Our high priest. And so that, in other words, consider and fix your mind on him. You know, you're know, you not in this alone. See, a lot of times people just have the idea Well, what good is this going to do? This circumstance is so bad. I mean, you know, this thing that I'm facing is so terrible. Okay, I'm going to speak the word, but I, you know, man, it's just hard to believe that anything's going to change. I've been doing that for three months, and I can't see any difference. Well, let's consider who's behind what we're speaking because we're not speaking all by ourselves. We have a high priest, and he, what does a high priest do? Listen to what he does. He administers. He's the one that gave you that word. He executes, he implements, and he carries into effect what you are saying. So let the word do the work. Send the word to that illness, that sickness. Send the word to that situation, that that trouble. Send it. And know that your high priest is going to be there to carry it into effect. Praise God. Send the word to one, two, three, four, just real quick. I said this was simple and it is simple. And most of you know what I'm preaching and just refresh your course. I mean, just sometimes God just gives me a little heads up. Well, let my word do the work. You know, sometimes I find myself laboring in prayer and I'm, you know, going around the mountain again, you know. Well, hey, I already prayed about this. What am I praying about it for? I should be praising him. I mean, all of us fall into traps. Uh, of old habits and begging God and all of that kind of thing. No, we, we, we send the word. Number one, send it to your flesh. I mentioned that one. Rule it, cleanse it, make it obey you. If you don't, nobody will. Your mama ain't around anymore to swat you. My mother had a plastic belt, you know, back in the 50s when the plastic was just invented. And I mean, it had these ridges in it, man would leave welts on my legs and she always dressed me in short pants. I hated those short pants. I hated them. I wanted blue jeans like all my friends. Here I am dressed up in this little sissy looking short because it was so cute. Well, I wasn't very cute because he started slapping me around the rear end with a belt, and a plastic belt. Rule it, cleanse it, make it obey you. Romans 6 Turn over there real quick. Talking about sin the word. Romans 6, 12, let not sin therefore rule or reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Don't let it, don't let sin, don't give yourself, don't give your flesh permission to give in to its desires. And Romans 12, one, present your body a living sacrifice. Just a couple of verses, there's lots of other verses. You know, I, I've got here best practices. Sometimes we have to adopt a different uh, behavior. How many of you know sometimes the Lord will deal with you and maybe you're doing things in a certain way and God will start dealing with you? I was thinking about Anita. Anita, you know, had a diagnosis of cancer. And, uh, and she prayed and, and wanted to know what God's way of escape was. For her, they had, a, they had some ways that they could help her, they said. They had some, she had stage three, and, uh, they, and so she had had surgery, and then there was this, uh, they wanted to do some chemotherapy and different things, and she didn't have peace about it. And she started hearing from the Lord and he said alternative, isn't that right? You got the word alternative. So she started doing research about what she could do, uh, herself, to adopt some best practices for her life. So she got rid of sugar. She got rid of simple carbohydrates, why? Well, because sugar and simple carbs, both simple carbs like pasta or bread. I mean, you eat it, it goes right to sugar. It, It spikes your insulin levels raises your glucose levels, and that will raise inflammation in your body, and cancer lives off of sugar. You're just, you know, it's the opposite of chemo. (laughs) You just feed the dog, and the dog, and the feed the cat. You don't want the cat, don't feed the cat. If you feed the cat, the cat's gonna be at your door, right? So she started starving the cancer. She had to adopt some best practices. Well, that's not easy if, you've got, if you're you know, like me. I'm, I'm still battling. I love sweets. I can eat, you know, I love sweets. But they don't love me. I kind of, I've got to stay away from them. Inflammation. And so sometimes, you know, it's, we can send the word, but then also we need the word to govern our flesh long enough so we can adopt these best practices and increase our health. Are you with me now? Yeah. All right, send the word to your mind. Oh, your squirrely mind. Your mind is just sitting there waiting for the devil to throw a thought at it. Quit adopting every thought that you think as your own. It didn't come from you. Most of the thoughts that we have are thrown there by little demon powers. You know, little little imps sitting on our shoulder. And they'll throw a thought and they'll watch you and see if that thought will stick. And we just discipline. is we've, we've got to send the word to our mind. Romans 12, 2, be, re, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And uh, Philippians 4, 8 tells you what to think about. Uh, when, when things are true and lovely and of good report, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, think on these things. You know, quit thinking about bad things. Quit thinking about and meditating on things that are destructive. And it, I mean, as soon as that negative thought comes into your mind, that's when you, uh, take it Corinthians 10, four and five, that's when you capture it, bring every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Oh, I'm not owning that thought. That thought didn't come from me, devil. You take that back, I'm not thinking that thought. No. You know, th- th- thoughts of con- you know, condemnation or maybe uh, thoughts of uh, victimhood, that's a thought a lot of people think. There, you know, when, when you're starting to think that you're being mistreated, you know the devil is dealing with you. When you walk in love, you can't be mistreated. Brother Hagin used to say, you know he'd have friends, boy, I wouldn't take that. You must have a defect in your personality. I'd, he said, I thought a defect, I counted a, I, I count a joy not to get offended when people mistreat me, when people lie about me. <laughs> you know? I'm still working on that one, praise God. So send the word to your mind. You know, make your mind do the word. The weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pull down those strongholds, cast down imaginations. What are those weapons? The word of God, the Holy Ghost, the name of Jesus. Just like the song said, oh, the name of Jesus. You can straighten your mind out. And then, of course, send the word to your circumstances. The word in your mouth will do what the word in God's mouth will do. I mean, it will accomplish what you please. It will not come back empty-handed. I mean, the word in your mouth, you know, years ago, let the word do the work. I mean, the word will do all the work. When you're asleep, the word that you spoke before you went to bed is going to work all night long. Years ago, I was in Galveston sitting on the seawall, you know, praying in tongues, looking out, At the ocean, that's where I like to hear from God. There's something about water and the Gulf of Mexico specifically. And and, uh, I saw this guy... Ki- a kayak, you know, I'd, I've never seen one before since. It's the crazy, it's not the place for kayakers. I mean, in the surf. I mean, you know, the, it was a rough day, and the waves were coming in, and this poor guy, you know, he starts launching his kayak, and the waves come over the front of it, hit him right in the face. He didn't even have any goggles on. And you know, that salt water hits you in the face. It stings your eyes. And, and you know, he was fighting, you know, and finally he got past the edge of the of the jetties and got out there and he was just going up and down i mean he would i'm I'm above sea level i'm looking kind of down on him at an angle and it was so rough that he would disappear (laughs) and then he would pop up to the top of the next wave, then he disappeared and then as far as i could see he kept paddling i don't know if he was going to cuba i don't know where he was headed I don't know if the Coast Guard had to send a helicopter to find. I don't know. I mean, I would never kayak out in the middle of the Gulf. But anyway, there he was. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, that's your faith. He said, that is your faith. That your faith, when you speak the Word of God, it's just paddling all night long. It's going through all the, ter- uh, the rough water. It's going through all the tough seas. And it's accomplishing everything while you're asleep. The Word is working for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Send the word. Praise God. And then finally, send the word in prayer. Learn to pray the word. Pray in the word is one of the great things. Brother Mark had that, one of the major, major points he made when he's here in January. And by the way, he wants to come again this next fall. We're going to be on his calendar twice in the same year. I think, I tell you, he really likes y'all. He really does. <laughs> he and Trina, they just, and so does his staff. I mean, oh boy, they just love coming. Y'all treat them so nice. And of course, we feed them pretty good too. We feed them pretty good. <laughs> but send the word in prayer. Brother Mark was talking about Ephesians, about praying the word, those prayers, those Holy Ghost Spirit-filled prayers in Ephesians chapter one. And I pray those prayers, all, you know, every day. I pray uh, Ephesians one, I pray, Father, I pray that the God of my uh, uh, Father, my Lord Jesus Christ, may grant me uh, to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all spirit, uh, wisdom and spiritual understanding. I pray that when I pray, uh, Father, strengthen me with might by your spirit in my inner man, Ephesians chapter 3. All those Holy Ghost prayers, there's so many of them, most of them from Paul's epistles, but even Philemon has a prayer, you know, that, that, that our, the communication of our faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in me in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I'll pray that before a meeting when I've got to speak to somebody, or I've got to communicate, and I'll pray God to help me. Instead of just asking him, you know, a little simple prayer, I'll pray the word. And I know when I send his word, it will not return back to me void. It'll accomplish what I please. Amen. When it's all said and done, when you, when you discipline yourself to send the word, Instead of sending all kinds of noise, sending all that kind of complaints, well, I've got to tell it like it is. I'm just going to tell it like it is. Well, that's not going to get you anything, except more of the same. But if you'll send the word, then what's going to happen to you is found in Isaiah 55:12, For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn, shall come up the fir tree. And instead of the briar, shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. How many of you can stand for that to happen? Praise God. Amen. Send the word. All right. Let's rejoice and believe it. All right.